0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Before we go any further, please hit that follow, subscribe, or rate the podcast if you're listening on Spotify. It's a key performance indicator
1: for us and helps us reach even more people. The actual physical ability to be able to use the kit under pressure until the job is done is is another and a massive part of the job.
2: Dom's obviously got a very big passion into his fitness and he mentioned doing it. And at the time it just seemed like a pipe dream whether we could actually get something established
1: in Wales and run it. It's a part of the job that people expect you to be fitter and, and stronger than the average person.
0: Today I'm joined by Welsh firefighters Tim and Dominic and we're talking about the first ever Welsh Firefighter Challenge which is taking place on Sunday the 5th of June
2: 2022. It's something we want to drive as more of a Welsh thing to get people coming to
1: the regional events like the British and the, the Cheshire Challengers. I think the culture's changing now. I think we uh, went too far one way and now we're, we're, we're coming back.
0: The Welsh Firefighter Challenge is a regional sporting competition open to both current and retired firefighters running in conjunction with the British Firefighter Challenge and the Cheshire Fire Challenge. Now, this is the first year of running the event, which will be held at a rugby stadium in Lanelli. I know I'm going to get the name wrong, so I'm not even going to try and pronounce it. But in fact, I'm going to go for it. Parky Scholars, which is the Park Pemberton retail park, and all the details for that will be below. The competition involves an activity specific to the role of a firefighter and provides a day of entertainment whilst raising funds for the firefighters charity. You will be familiar with firefighter competitions, having had the Cheshire Fire Challenge and the British Fire Challenge. The Firefighters podcast goes and hosts at these events every single year. So if you want to come and see us at the Welsh Firefighter Challenge, we will be there Sunday, the 5th of June, alongside my good friend and previous guest, Kev Ruan. We will be hosting it and and again, we will be hosting the British Firefighter Challenge as well this year.
1: Watchmanager, Dominic Norcross, um, Mid and
2: West Wales Fire and Rescue. And um, firefighter Tim Frost with Mid and West Wales Fire and Rescue.
0: Beautiful. Dominic, Tim, welcome to the podcast. How are we doing, fellas? Yeah, good, mate. Elliot. I am freaking magic. I was really excited to jump on and uh, and get this conversation because it's awesome to see the growth of sort of firefighter challenges going on across the whole freaking world, to be honest with you, but certainly in the UK and the wider areas. So give us a little bit of a, of a background on when each of you started first getting incorporated in the firefighter challenges and then lead us up to so what we're, we're going to be talking about today.
1: I first started, uh, I went to Liverpool to World Fire Games. I think it was 2012, I'm not sure. And then I think Tim gave me a text um about the Berry St Edmunds Challenge. And we've just been competing in that since then.
0: So you did the World Firefighter Games? Yeah. Yeah, we've not actually had uh, anybody on to talk about that. Give people a bit of a background on that, because that is massive, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it was, it was a great um, experience. Uh, it's, it consists of four different sort of events. The first one was hose drag and hose makeup. The second one was uh, a bit more of like the challenge with the odd little events uh, all combined together. The third one was a stairway climb carrying the foam cans up. And then the fourth one was the stairway climb up the. Radio Tower in the middle of uh,
0: Liverpool. Yeah, because a lot of people don't know that a lot of these uh, competitions uh, have different variations of this. So when you go abroad, if you ever do like Toughest Firefighter Alive or if you go and do the Firefighter Combat Challenge or some of the stuff that they do in America, some of them do it under air, some of them do it with different weights of equipment, some of the uh, original sort of thick canvas hoses are significantly heavier and I think it's TFA where they do like a double hose line pack so it's a good like 35 kilo sort of haul so uh, it's great to see that they've got variation in the UK we try and sort of uh, standardize it a little bit what's your sort of background with it Tim?
2: Yeah it's very similar to Dom I was fortunate enough to join a uh, local on-call station to begin with uh, where I really got to meet Dom and on our station we got quite a bit of memorabilia from events that he's competed in like the uh, World Firefight Games and it's it was a bit of an interest to me, and it was a more of a social thing. We started training together out in the yard, and coming across the British Firefighter Challenge, then. it was the, the natural next step to get into that. And yeah, never looked back. I've uh, been to all the events I can now, and I'm looking forward to doing more. And it's just something we want to get into and bring our service into and, and Wales as a country because there's not much, um, not many participants from Wales at all now. So it's, we just want to try and bring a bit more into it.
0: Yeah, there isn't lots um, happening over there, but in a strange fashion, you know, Wales has got a really rich history of some pretty incredible athletes. Certainly, when people look at some of the rugby side of stuff, it's not a nation that's, you know, particularly a stranger to pushing themselves to their physical limits, but I also want to sort of double click on the factor of like fitness in the fire service because. There's like controversy all over the place of people raising or adapting or even lowering or adjusting, shall we say, um, fitness standards. So, how popular is it to have that sort of culture on the uh, on station about people getting together and doing a little bit of fitness? Because I've had different levels of success in trying to get watches or get stations involved with doing a little bit more fitness. Some people prefer to just do their own kind of thing, and and some people love the idea of you know being a fit and healthy firefighter.
2: It all comes down to the people you're around. On the on-call station I'm on, it's not a lifestyle at all. Here, there's myself and Don. We regularly trained, but it's not—it's not necessarily an option for other people with work they've got. But on the, the watch that I'm on, the station the whole time, when in Swansea, it's it's more of a routine. And once you get into training, and it's again, it's more of a social length for all the, the boys and the girls to come down to the gym. It's something something to do at four o'clock in the afternoon. So in terms of whole time, it's a lot easier and a lot more of a lifestyle to get into because it's you fall into the routine of doing it. Do you guys but do uh,
0: afternoon gym then? Do you do do, you do four o'clock gym or do you do you double gym? Because we attend a gym in the morning.
2: No, we, we okay. go in the afternoon, uh, on night shifts, so I go in the morning. But on the uh, on the day shift, we go in the afternoon before we knock
0: off. There really is a massive factor of that sort of value of association, Dom, isn't it? It's uh, it's like a like a turning tide. When you get, uh, and again, I'll use the analogy of like rugby or or sports teams. When you've got three or four people start to show an inkling or start sh- start to show a desire for something, it's like the whole team or the whole you know watch and the whole sort of wave of it can turn. And then when you've got that self perpetuating momentum where everyone's kind of pushing each other and holding each other accountable it's a lot easier. That's why I always feel for people who are kind of like a lone wolf on their station, they the only freak with some fire kit on on the bloody treadmill or something like that.
1: Yeah, no, it it, it is that kind of um, snowball rolling down the hill once one starts, then the other ones get interested and then then it just becomes a culture and a a routine then, uh, which I think Mid and West has really tried to uh, push the last couple of years. Uh, We've got a load of new uh, sports and social clubs and things like that, like the CrossFit club. In terms of uh, on station fitness, I think it turned the tides about two or three years ago when they started. We almost got into a little bit of a rut, uh, a lot of firefighters on station, and they turned the fitness test into uh, a regular occurrence now. And um, it, it's become a real part of the job now, thankfully. I, I always thought it was, we all, myself and Tim, always thought of it as a vital part of the job. But I think a lot of other people got caught up in other parts of the job. They see other parts of the job as an, a more important sort of uh, site to take to concentrate on. I think the culture changing now. I think it uh, we went too far one way, and now we're we're, we're coming back.
0: Yeah, it's kind it be easy to kind of uh, get wrapped up in the operational aspects of it because it's kind of like you can suit the narrative to whatever you want. It's very, absolutely, I agree that it's important that people have a really good, solid comprehension and they're good, you know, tacticians and they can do the, all the competencies correctly and that we're constantly getting new equipment. So we need to stay up to date on that. But it's a little bit like the chicken or the egg, you know, you. You don't know which one's supposed to come first, but I think you've always got to have a good grounding of both physical and mental sort of well-being. That's your foundation. That's what you've sort of got to build off. And if you don't do that, you know, if you start to neglect those pieces, then you're kind of building your house on sand. Does that, does that sort of speak to what you're saying there?
1: Yeah, definitely. It's a part of the job that people expect you to be fitter and, and stronger than the average person Yeah, you are a you rescue at the end of the day yeah, yeah I
0: always say to people you know be that they still caught tongue in cheek thing but you know be the firefighter you want to turn up if you said to your kids boy girl I don't mind whatever they are you know if you said tell them what you think about a firefighter they'd say oh yeah I know what firefighters are like they are fit strong healthy hero you know, they'll, they'll, they use those words and some yeah. of us will roll our eyes and we'll go, oh no, we're, we're not heroes and all that sort of jazz. Yeah, yeah, whatever. But think about what the community expects of you. They think you are this 24 hour, which the service as a whole is, it's a 24 hour, always ready, you know, no stop, no quit. And you never want to have as a, li- if, you know, if we're limited by equipment or something like that, then fine, we'll, we'll improvise, adapt and overcome. We'll find a new idea, but you never want to be limited by the fact that you weren't fit enough or strong enough or healthy enough to do the job. And I think it's a, it's a dangerous narrative if we start telling ourselves that oh, it's not easy, it's not convenient for us to sustain that because this X over here is a bit more essential part of the job. It's, I, I don't think you can have one without the other.
1: No, you definitely can't have one without the other. And uh, the ability to use the kit is, or the knowledge to use the kit is one thing, but the actual physical ability to to be able to use the kit under pressure until the job is done is is another and a massive part of the job. I, I feel, is not it?
0: Absolutely agree. So. Talk to us a little bit about moving from, you know, being a passionate sort of participant in it and then having the sort of guts to go, you know what, let's let's put our own thing together. I mean, Tim, when did the idea first come to put together the, the Welsh Firefighter Challenge?
2: It was, I think it was going back from Watford, um, from when we competed in Watford. Don's obviously got a very big passion into his fitness, and he mentioned doing it. And at the time, it just seemed like a pipe dream uh, whether we could actually get something established in Wales and run it as an event. It's from just try and get more participants coming from the Welsh brigades. And um, there's obviously three three brigades with Mid and West, South Wales, and North Wales. And on the most recent competitions, there's honestly you can count on your hands how many people have come from Wales over to it. So it's it's something we want to drive as more of a Welsh thing just to get people coming to the regional events like the British and the, the Cheshire Challengers. Mm. And it was yeah, it was in 2019 that we first spoke about the idea and it's really this last year we put our heads together, uh, reached out to different people like yourselves in the British Challenge just to try and get some support going forward. And it's mm. uh, starting to become a reality now. We're, we're getting sponsors sorted an entrance coming in so it's um, yeah it's, it's something really promising to happen and we just hope it can be as successful as um, your competitions have been.
0: Mate I 100% think it will be I think it's one of those sort of field of dreams build it and they will come sort of thing because like you say you could you could tell yourself that so oh, well, you don't get many people competing in the events and all that sort of stuff yes you don't but it is a hell of a travel you know versus us just traveling 40 minutes up the road or, or a couple of hours here or there you know it's a much uh, it's much more of a logistical challenge for somebody to come over from Wales. Yes, yeah, you, know, you can still do it in a day. You know, it's not insurmountable, but there are all those little barriers. So it's one of those where you're like, well, there's not enough people to, to put our own on. But then they also you could reverse that equation and say, but well, if we put our own on because it was more locally and it was something we took ownership of, you're always going to have to take a punt. Do you know what I mean? And risk risk nobody showing up on the day, which I think is incredibly yeah. unlikely. I think you're going to have a fantastic turnout for the first one.
1: Yeah, hopefully. And it was was a case of, um, we just loved the event and it was, uh, we waited 12 months for the next one and uh, we just thought, bite the bullet, let's put on a few. Hopefully, if we do a Welsh one, Scotland could do a Scottish one or, you know, Ireland, whatever it is. But it's just, give everybody the opportunity to uh, to have a go at it and to enjoy it as much as we do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And like you say, it gives people little, little milestones and goals to go after through the year. Because, I mean, this year we're going to be hitting, you know, the Cheshire, the British and the Welsh. We're going to be coming and, and, and doing all of them. And it just expands your horizon and reinforces that sort of side of it. When I said, you know, before, sometimes you feel a bit lonely on your station if you're the only sort of person that's interested in one particular thing. But if you put yourself around people who also share that, it's it again becomes self perpetuating because you feel like you're part of a wider thing, and you feel like there's more people just like you in the services, and then you start to you know create that web of connections across the whole of the UK. And then when it comes to creating you know teams to go over to France or America and have these little trips and Germany and some of the stuff I've been part of before, that's where those connections can happen, and you know you get these big. You know, WhatsApp groups full of forty people, and every single one of them is passionate about being the fittest, best version of themselves as as an operational firefighter for their community. So, I think that I think that's where we want to be heading towards, and, and it's great to see that that's happening. So, for people that have not been to the British or have not been to you know the Cheshire or or anything like that before, just give us an understanding. Let's assume we're talking to an absolute unfamiliar with this sort of thing. Who can actually compete in this?
1: Uh, any firefighter, operational, and retired. So we've opened it up to anybody who would like to come along uh, and just enjoy the day. Can support staff get involved? Uh, no, just operational. So operational... We, we put it out as... Oh,
0: just put it up. So if, you know, we've had seen chief fire officers and station commanders and stuff that who are no longer operational, but they have got a set of fire kit. Are, are they able they to
1: fancy. come and do it? Yeah, they, they, they're able to come and do it if they're interested in it, and if they fancy... Uh, we have invited our chief see if he'd come along he should do he should
0: should at least just just show his face and uh you know maybe give out the prizes or say well done or whatever that sort of stuff so what again are the actual events because we've spoken about a few different variations of things that you've been involved with before dom but what are the stages of the event itself what are is there any time caps the weights of
1: things and stuff like that uh we're gonna have a a stairway climb carrying a plate toast at the main stand of the uh stadium because it's, it's been held at the uh, Parker Scarlet's uh, sta- uh, rugby stadium. And then when you run downstairs, then it would be like the same as the British challenge then. So we're going to run it as the sort of the same kind of event. So you've got the Kaiser Force machine, which is a sledgehammer uh, exercise where you hit the weight between your legs. Then it's the 60 meter or three lengths of 70 mil hose drag so you pull that for the, the full extent of the three lengths of hose uh, you run back and then we make up the 70 uh, just one line of 70 um, and then it's four cans carry of uh, foam so two at a time uh, 10 metre carry and then come back to the next two 10 metre carry and then it's the 50 metre which everybody loves the dummy drag towards the end then. 50 metres over the line and that's it uh, that's the race
0: what's the weight of the dummy
1: uh, 70 kilo dummy beautiful Love it. So it's a, it's a nice it's a nice
0: heavy one. <laughs> yeah, so for people unfamiliar with that, we're sort of looking at about 11 and a half, 12 stones. So it's a realistic weight. You know, I always get frustrated when you see yeah. a few competitions with the greatest of respect. And even if you just BA scenarios and stuff like that, and they'll use like the 45 or the 50 kilo dummy, I'm like how realistic is that these days with the greatest of respect we've got an ever expanding waistline in the uk and i think 12 stone (laughs) is a little bit generous do you know what i mean because that is that's still a light member of the public but it is an absolute i always think of it as the hardest three minutes in the fire service is there a time cap on it because some some time cap of six minutes on it hopefully you're gonna have a lot of people that you need to get through the event
1: uh no we're just gonna let it run uh if you finish you finish and that's going to be uh, because we want it we want people to enjoy it we don't want a failure of the day or pulling people off for different time limits so that's the way we're we're looking at it we're just going to let people finish love it
0: and I think you guys are going to actually have a a better one than most because you say you're running it in the actual rugby stadium itself is that right
1: yeah we're going to run the stairway climb in the main stand of the stadium and then we'll be out and into the car park for the rest of the race and then we'll have all the uh stores and uh, like you know we're gonna run it as an open day as well Then, and- so what
0: sort of partners have you been able to get involved in this who do we need to be giving a little bit of thanks to have you had anybody come on board to support it so far and are you still looking for people as well
1: uh, we're still looking for people. We always need uh, money, as, as everybody does in this uh, sort of uh, climate. Gravel's Cars, they're coming on and uh, sponsoring us. Castel Howell, which is a, a food company, heavily supporting the, uh, the Scarlet, so they're coming on board as well. It's a good
2: thing to support. It's it's something that we'd like the public to see, as Tom said, running it as a community event. We'll have the, the commun- Community Fire Safety Department there showing off different things, and if we can get the public in it, uh, it's something that we think companies would like to be involved with
0: have their name associated with 100% I think you know being associated with the, the fire service you know all the stuff that they've seen people go through the COVID pandemic and all that sort of stuff for companies that want to show and demonstrate that they have a support for the emergency services something like this as well which which you know we don't want to be box tickers but they tick so many of boxes by way of it encourages you know health and fitness within the community it brings people together around a common cause that is something that. Is a source of you know moral good in the community. We want firefighters to continue to be seen as people that are fit and healthy and approachable, and they're there to support their community. So this is a way for companies, whether it's big or small, whether you know providing drinks or providing stands or you know paying for some lunches or you know providing some medals or something like that. It, it literally could just be. 200 quid out of a company's budget, and they get the opportunity. So, I'm assuming, you know, with the partners and stuff like that, they'll be getting a little bit of thanks on the day and maybe a little bit of social media exposure. I'm guessing,
1: yeah, we'll do all that. We're gonna uh, name the different categories after the main sponsors and then social media photos and things like that from the day. love it
0: so what is the date for people so it's a 20 pound registration fee and we're going to put the link for it in the bottom of this podcast note so that people can go over and sign on to it when are the dates and when do people need to have their uh, submissions in by
1: the date is the 5th of june it's a sunday uh, we're going to run the day from nine in the morning to six in the evening we're going to close the applications or entries uh on the 10th of may just so we can just so we put into place then everything with the t-shirts and sort of the logistics that go around it and we can really of the day then and have run running as, as, as well as we can then. Love it.
0: So Sunday the 5th, the registration's in the notes below. Are we going out for a bit of a social afterwards? Because that's usually the best part of the day for some people. <laughs> Sunday night, if we, go, <laughs> if there's anywhere good to go for a drink afterwards.
1: Yeah, we'll head into Sleshy Town and uh, I've, I've got sports leave that night, so uh, we'll we a few beers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fantastic fellas. <laughs> One thing I did want to ask you for, if anybody is thinking of doing it, but they feel like they're not fit enough or they're not strong enough or their fitness level's not good enough, is there any sort of tips or tricks that we could have for somebody getting ready to do a little bit of training for it?
2: Yeah, we we want to get a bit more involved with our social media, as you've been doing with the challenge. We're looking to get a few pictures and uh, and videos put up for it. But a lot of the stuff is functional. I'm honestly not the fittest guy, Pete. You you would have seen me on uh, when we are in tonight, I was the one that fell over the Kaisershoff uh, machine there. Yeah, mate, but you know
0: what? There's there's loads of factors there. It's not just whether or not you fit us to the healthiest, but can you hold your head? You know, I'll be honest, mate, when you're standing at the bottom of the stairs, and it's, it's, I'm on the microphone or something, I'm shouting your name out, and it's three, two, one, 2, I don't care who you are, you're getting nervous, you're glancing across, you're like, you don't want to slip on the first step, you don't want to stop at the second floor when you're supposed to go to the third and all that sort of jazz and the adrenaline is absolutely firing, it's a whole different kind of fitness, you know, people might think I can't go for a one mile run but... When you're wearing fire kit, it's a whole different game. Anyway, we've seen CrossFit competitors who can't finish the course, so it's not it's not just that one thing. You, your firefighting skill sets and your functional abilities and your ability to perform in your fire kit, more specifically, is such a crucial aspect for it.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. I'm I'm not a long distance runner. I'm not a heavy lifter, but it's being able to hold hold your own once you've got a set on. Once you're in the fire kit, obviously you can't cool down like you naturally can, and it's just get yourself a climate size for that. We train in kit and DAs. When we're out in the yard, and like you say, train, train hard, work easy, and we always try and do a bit more. It's doing that extra rep, that extra set. When you say, "No, I can't do any more," it's that last push. Do it, and it'll pay dividends in the end. I'm, I'm honestly not the fittest. I'm not necessarily there to put in a massively competitive time. I just, I love the aspect of it. I love the social involved and it's the people you meet. They're all all like-minded people. It's people like yourselves. And it's I, it's, it's my annual holiday for me. It's really sad to say, but I, I just love getting away for the weekend with all your friends and the people you meet. But the fitness is only a small bit. It's no, social, mate,
0: yeah. I, I totally agree. And it's not sad at all because one of the things that we haven't mentioned as well, and I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't say it now, is the fact that Every time I've gone, it's been an opportunity for for my partner and my kids and stuff to come along and and meet some of the people that I work around and that I work with and the sort of people that are in the fire service as well. Because people forget that this is a really nice opportunity for your families that go through all the rubbish and all of the, you know, you're running away from the meal at night because you're on call or you can't get leave on a Sunday so you can't come to granny's birthday or you miss the event and they want to support you, but all they can do usually is support you from home, you know, as as your partner or as your kids, and they try and get an understanding for what you do, but being able to come to something like this where they can see a fire engine, they can see the firefighters charity, they can see a couple of sponsors, they can see all of your colleagues, men and women, doing exactly what they imagine you do, and it gives them an opportunity to to scream and shout for you, so I strongly encourage when people are booking this and they're looking at getting a hotel or something nearby, bring the family, do you know what I mean? Bring the missus, bring the kids. It's one day... Uh, you can drive over the night before and then after you've you've done your race and everything like that drive back in the evening it'd be a fantastic event and, I, and like you said tim i always love that that social side of it it's a huge part of it it's about i always got a got tattoo in the middle of my back it's me versus me you know yes there are medals available and stuff like that but it's about stepping up there and showing that i was here and, and i delivered and i just did the best version of myself and then you come back in next year and do it
1: and you get a t-shirt as well which is always great everybody loves a free t-shirt <laughs>
0: <laughs> I always try and get at least one and put one in the bag for absolutely no reason I seem like I've got a whole load of them in my gym all up on the wall from the British and the Cheshire and stuff like yeah. that and, and like I said I, I'm going to come I'll be there at the Welsh you know if, the, if there's a microphone handy I'll no doubt be grabbing it and screaming everybody on it and trying to give everybody a bit of support so really appreciate that fellas we will stick it in the notes below Sunday the 5th of June first ever Welsh firefighter challenge I think the the logo with the greatest of respect is cooler than everybody else's there's something about that Welsh dragon He just has so much like <laughs> mythology and strength and bloody everything else to it that uh, i think that's going to be a winner you, are you guys getting any badges done
1: um we're getting t-shirts uh, but we haven't, we haven't thought about the badges yet but it's definitely something we look into
0: So I'll put the shout out for you now and we'll we'll put it in the notes below. If a company wants to donate probably 350 quid, they'll be able to get a load of uh, patches made and I'm sure you're happy to put the company's logo on the side of it somewhere. But that's the sort of stuff that that people really want and really want to be able to take away and and put on their fire kit and put on their bags and show that they were there and and they took part in it. So we will put an email address of some form in the notes below. They've obviously got your social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, and there's an Eventbrite registration for it. 20 quid is absolutely nothing, folks. 20 quid really is nothing, and that barely covers uh, the cost of just the administrative and getting all the kit there and all of that sort of stuff. So really looking forward to it, fellas. June 5th, I will be there, and I sincerely look forward to celebrating everybody when they come.
2: Cheers, mate. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you, Pete, very much. Really appreciate your time.
0: The Firefighters Podcast is a global podcast seeking to develop, inspire, and motivate the world of the emergency services operators. Through a series of wide-ranging conversations celebrating those within our sector, we seek to encourage and support this incredible group of people. It's brought to you by myself, operational firefighter Pete Wakefield, and I speak with individuals from all walks of life who I sincerely believe can add value to or develop those who have chosen this life path. Please support your emergency services wherever you are in the world, and thank you for listening.